0: you would be blown away by the full spectrum, even to this day, and like the modern woman, um, I've seen the full range, you know, and you everything is perfectly okay, and it's just player's choice. Mm-hmm.
1: Another day, another task, think fast with a whole nother mission complete. Successfulish. Pick up the weight, press on, and act on the visions I see. I'm successful-ish. Sit back and bask in the glory of all the goals I achieve. Successfulish. Lose a stack, get it back, reinvest, hope, wait, then I roll up my sleeve.
2: Everyone, welcome to Successfulish. I'm Sarah Michelle, and I'm so excited to chat with our guest today, Nicole Giansanti, who is a Connecticut-based esthetician who specializes in hair removal, or what I recently learned is called depilation. So she is a <laughs> depilation diva, who has won four Reader's Choice Awards, one Best New Business, Best Facials twice, and Best Spa. She's also been on TLC's 90 Day Fiance, and I think more importantly than all that, she's a mom of three kiddos and somehow balances enjoying her own success while always looking out for the success of others. So Nicole, thank you so much for being on the podcast.
0: Yeah, thank you for having me. I love the title of your podcast because I feel like every entrepreneur across the board can relate to that title. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah, we are all just embracing the ish and living between uh, all the ish that seems to be happening more and more 2020. Fun times. So <laughs> what is something that you have failed at this week? What are you figuring out?
0: I feel like blanket statement as an entrepreneur, you always your to-do list is never done. So I could have checked off seven things, you know, but if I left that eighth and ninth, I feel like part of me feels like I failed. Thankfully, I have, I surround myself with, um, a very supportive group. Um, I have a business coach, um, Michelle Jacobic, you know who she is, um, who has done a lot of work with me to, you know, just kind of manage my own expectations with myself. But something specifically this week, um, I didn't finalize my Black Friday specials. <laughs> um, I haven't ran them before, uh, just because I don't know, I was really new in my branding and I wanted to establish myself as a very, um, you know, just established entity around here. And, and one of the um, tricks and tidbits I picked up on is you really don't want to discount your services. But this year, I feel like everyone deserves. A little bit of a perk so i'm still working around like what i'm gonna do like with my gift for purchases and make it exciting um you know while also maintaining my brand and pricing integrity and i didn't get it done yet so i'm still working on it and i'm sorry guys
2: (laughs) that is totally okay i'm just thinking in my head i was just talking to my co-host about my first black friday experience and so i'm just picturing this line of people wrapped around your studio at four in the morning, just like waiting to bust down the door and get waxed.
0: <laughs> Dude, if I'm up at four in the morning, like that is a, that's a freaking feat in itself. <laughs>
2: And to, to your point, you have some of the best branding. I, that's how I found out about you is through your branding and your ads. And you know, I work you. in brand identity, so I'm such a brand nerd. I will geek <laughs> out. And when I see something that is a good ad, I completely geek out about it and share it with everyone. And um, this studio is called I'd Wax That. And the first time that I ever heard about you or heard about the studio, it was a, it was maybe a year or two ago, but it was a holiday ad of this girl in a, a reindeer onesie <laughs> who was acting like she was screaming because she was getting waxed. Yeah, and it was the funniest, <laughs> cutest, uh, I just loved it. Thank um, you. So I have so many questions, like how you do them, you girl. even get into this? And I just like, as a little girl, do you just sit up at night? Like, you know what I really wanna do when I grow up is rip hair out of people's butts. I just, <laughs> I have, just so many questions. So I'm just going to give you the floor. Tell totally. Tell your story. Tell us who you are and how you got to this life that you're living.
0: So when I, growing up, I always wanted to be an attorney. <laughs> um, and like my mom would always tell me like, you're so good at debating. But like, you know, she'd probably listen to this podcast and be like, well, the it's true. But um, so I wanted to be an attorney growing up and I ended up um, having a family starting from a young age. So obviously, that kind of put a damper onto things. But becoming an esthetician, I actually just wanted to learn how to take care of my own skin. So I was pregnant, I wanted to learn how to take care of my own skin, essentially, and going through all of the Pinterest boards and the YouTube how to's. um, There's a lot of conflicting information out there. And quite frankly, like mainstream marketing in America is a total joke and a disservice quite frankly to the consumer that's a whole other tangent on itself so I digress but um so it started with me wanting to you know learn how to take care of my own skin my mom growing up always had excellent skin uh, and her best friend was the head esthetician at Norwich and Spa so I just kind of grew up watching my mom in the bathroom you know do her own thing she'd always like you know be like Nicole let me get in there and you know let me get your little blackheads. when I was in aesthetic school my initial projection from myself was to get into research and development. I was very interested in learning what was snake oil, what would actually affect any change and maybe even, you know, coming up with some cool new ingredient. Right. And then I very quickly learned that if I wanted to come up with any new fancy skincare line, I really just needed to be a celebrity because it's so much more to that than just being like, you know, Cindy Crawford or whoever presenting their new skincare line. So I did, I by default, I ended up going into nursing school just to learn a bit, little bit more about the integumentary system, et cetera, et cetera. And very quickly within my first job, I realized that facials just really put people to sleep. And I am a verbal. I like to form relationships and communicate with people. And so when it would come time for my waxes, I just, very quickly gained a following because of my bedside manner and my alleged ability to make people feel comfortable in their own skin and I take a lot of pride in that. So it really just kind of it foiled itself into where I am now where I've been on national TV waxing someone and just kind of cultivating this reputation for being an efficient and educated waxer.
2: That's awesome. I, I know that the body hair removal is something that is so strange to me. And I, I tried to research it before <laughs> this conversation. And there's so much conflicting information about where it comes from. And statistically, how many people wax versus don't, um, which I think is really interesting. Because if you really think about it, that's kind of a weird thing to take data on you know, like to be curious. It's a super weird thing. (laughs) Like, where do you grow body hair and where do you remove it? But I remember going into my wedding night and that was one of my major concerns. And I actually asked a few girlfriends, like, hey, I know this is a really weird question, but like, do you have hair down there? Like, am I supposed to, am I not supposed (laughs) to? And it's just something that we, we don't really talk about. And when I always thought that the body hair removal came from the porn industry, I think that you know it was, it was sort of so that you could see things more clearly. And when I was researching, I, I do still think that that had a lot to do with the fashion end of it, but it actually dates back centuries. And a lot of it had to do with religious reasons. A lot of it had to do with health reasons. Um, I found one really fun story about it kind of coming from nudist colonies way back in the day and there were there were differing religions and people who at the nudist colony they thought okay you should be all natural that's what we're all about we're nudists and there were other people who wanted to be all natural but also sexy Mm -hmm. And it became this big issue. And so the original nudists actually prevented or prohibited any body hair removal. And so the pro body hair removal nudists started their own camp. They were referred to as smoothies, which originally was derogatory, but then they kind of owned it. And now there are smoothie camps where they take great pride in being (laughs) body hair removal.
0: I don't think smoothies derogatory at all. Like, I don't know. It's
2: It's just a description. I just, I thought it was super funny. Just, you know, two different, like, leave it to humans to be able to fight (laughs) literally anything.
0: (laughs) Seriously, like, wow.
2: So tell us a little bit about, from your perspective as a professional, what, like, what is body hair removal? What should we be thinking about? Is it for aesthetic fashion reasons? Is it for health reasons? Is it, you know, I've heard that um, particularly with pubic hair, like body hair is supposed to be a filter and keep things out. But then also a lot of times if you're, you know, in the military or other places or you're getting surgery, they make you shave because you can get infections. So mm-hmm. what is your take on all of this? Give us some um,
0: truthfully with the exception of like any acute scenario, like a surgery or, you know, something like that, where the hair could kind of carry or mitigate some like traps, you know, bacteria or dust, you know, whatever. Um, uh, aside from that hair removal really is just for aesthetic purposes. Again, unless like you have some type of condition where like it really, really, really grows and it inhibits or deters from, um, the quality of your everyday lifestyle it's really just for aesthetics and if there is something that i can say you would be blown away by the full spectrum even to this day and like the modern woman um i've seen the full range you know and you everything is perfectly okay and it's just players choice
2: Mm -hmm. you know yeah and all perfect preference so I gonna ask you kind of a weird question but I feel like you can't really get more intimate than pubic hair removal so I'm just no right um (laughs) is there any truth to sex being more enjoyable without hair without body hair like what it's
0: smoother like again it's like it's completely player's choice um I have had I've had requests And like, you know, the husband prefers literally everything taken off, like everything up the top, everything the backside, and then leaving the Leah because he wants to know where to find it. Like that it's when I truly say like, it's someone's preference, like it's their preference, but overall perception and, you know, is that smoother, you know, it's less, there's smoothies, you know, like there's less friction. So it's, you know, but I don't really want to like, tell everyone that you'll have a better sex life if you're waxed. Like, yeah, I could say that, Um, but you could, you know, have less confidence if you're completely waxed or more confidence. It's coming from the practitioner. I would prefer to give someone a service that would um, make them feel most comfortable in their skin. It has nothing to do with what I say will give you a better experience because something like that, like it's really your comfort level is essentially, do I, you know, should you try a little more, you know, like just to try it? Yeah, sure. But if you find out that you prefer it a different way, like that's your way, that's your lane. And I want to keep you in the lane that is going to enhance your sex life the most. Cause ultimately what gives you the best sex life is your comfort level. Yeah. You know, like how good you're feeling about yourself.
2: Yeah, it is. It is interesting, just different people's personal preferences and even the way that it's presented. I know that the first time it was presented to me, I think I was 11, maybe 11, 12 years old. And I asked someone, why do I have to shave, but boys don't like, why Mm -hmm. is it okay for boys to have hair on their legs? But I get made fun of if I have hair on my legs. Yeah. Um, And there's so many better answers that I could have been given, but the answer that I was given was that it was so that I would look more attractive when I was in bed with a man. And that made me so cranky, even as a child <laughs> girl, of like, okay, forget that nonsense. Like I'm going to move to France where I can just be <laughs> and let it all go. Because why do I have to continually like constantly remove all the hair off my body just for someone else when they don't have to do any of that and what i found in my later 20s and 30s and you know growing up having more experience being mm-hmm. with more people and more bodies men actually sometimes care a lot more about that stuff than girls do with themselves. so true. there's so true. a lot of guys who are very self-conscious and want to take hair off of their chest and back and What's your experience with clientele skewing male, female in those dynamics?
0: So I would say maybe not even 10% of my clientele um, are males. I mean, I know that has a lot to do with, you know, just the stigmatism of still men, at least, you know, in traditional New England, coming in and um, getting any type of manscaping service done. Um, The extent of my male clients, I'll do some facials, The majority of them are women booking back waxes for their husbands because they're sick of doing it themselves or picking it themselves. Uh, And I do a lot of back facials as well for men that break out and things like that. But, um, I mean you're 100% right and I really I just go back to my initial point of it's really just the dealer and the player like matching up appropriately and just two people that have similar expectations and their tastes and a lot of the times you know preferences shift over time you know things that were a a priority kind of relax over time and it goes in either direction like someone who was super you know would fall into the stereotypical category of feminist because they're not gonna shave and they're not gonna do anything because a man wants them to, they could ease up on that and kind of enjoy being a little smoother, you know? Yeah. And in the other direction as well. Someone who really prioritized, I can speak on my fiance. Um, He used to bick everything, you know? He'd be like smooth as a baby's bum. And then it would start to grow and I'd be like, dude, I have a razor burn on my face because I'm laying on your chest, this is awful. Just leave it, you know? So people, I really, truly hold a philosophy of letting things kind of come and go and what feels right, do it. Because aside from any acute medical situation, like we had talked about earlier, like a surgery or something where you have any type of condition, um, that would make your body hair, um, impede on your everyday life. It truly just is a personal preference and what you have going on is going to translate into your self-confidence, which goes into how you handle your everyday life and decision-making, you know?
2: Yeah. So one thing I noticed when I was on your website was just the, the vast array of body parts that can be waxed. And I right? think <laughs> for whatever reason, I just had in my head that the only thing that you would wax is your pubic area or maybe your eyebrows. What are the, the differences between waxing and shaving like what would be the oh man a lot to, to waxing your armpits or your legs or anything as opposed to shaving it off what difference does that make
0: so there is depilation which you had learned that's like the scientifical uh, word for waxing and then there is epilation which is essentially which is the act of shaving so depilation means you're removing the hair by its roots which is strategically forming scar tissue in the root of that follicle, which over time will impede that hair from coming back. Like it's automatic, the first time it comes back, it's gonna come back a percentage finer because the the bulb just can't do what it's supposed to do because there's scar tissue. Of course, over time, if you stopped waxing, um, you know, your skin would absorb that scar tissue and then you would go back to normal. But then again, not always, because think about people that wax their brows, you know, for X amount of years religiously, and they can't grow that brow hair back. That's the same thing for any parts of your body. I have clients that have been waxing for years and there's virtually nothing to wax because, you know, their body just stopped producing in that area. Not to mention, I mean, just from a single wax, you're looking anywhere between three, six, sometimes longer. Weeks in between um, services versus shaving. Some people have to shave every day. Waxing is especially awesome for people with polycystic ovary syndrome. I've changed people's lives, especially with like full leg waxes, because people tend to grow in hair on their legs like pretty aggressively or in their backs or just, you know, places that women don't want to grow too much hair on. And the results that they have seen um, is so freaking gratifying, you know. Okay.
2: Well, and I imagine that waxing also probably cuts down on the issue of ingrown hairs or I know like for me, one of the worst parts of getting older besides having to pee all the time is that body hair pops out of places it has no business popping out of. Totally. You know, you look in the mirror and all of a sudden there's this thing popping out of your chin and with the tweezers, sometimes the hair breaks off. Sometimes mm-hmm. you're looking at it and, you know, it gets a little rashy. So I imagine there's a lot of benefits with just taking care of it.
0: There skin. is. I always get nervous mentioning ingrown hairs because some people can just be really prone to ingrown hairs. Yeah. And yes, waxing when executed properly, because if you get a bad wax, like you're going to get just as many, if not more ingrown hairs than you would from shaving. So you need a quality waxer through and through. Prioritizing the type of wax is, has absolutely nothing to do with the amount of ingrown hairs you're going to have it's all the technique and skill of your waxer um, some people truly are just prone to ingrowns and in that case we would assess it and give you plenty of protocols that we can take care of um, to alleviate those ingrowns but yeah like i mean if you're at home just shaving and you know having monster ingrowns it's it's really no fun at least with the waxer and you come in and you do get a couple ingrowns we can very easily treat them Yeah. Make everyone
2: happy. So, being in this industry professionally, are you hyper aware of people's body hair? Because I know for me, working in branding, I can't help but notice people's ads and their marketing and their colors. And I'm just very aware of it. So, I'm curious do you have like a superpower where you can just look at someone and know, like, oh, I bet they? Nope. Absolutely (laughs) not. The total opposite, actually. So,
0: I. I've actually said this a few times. I you can't judge a book by its cover. Period, 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 period. Um, I mean, even like, if they're like a total, like, you know, they have some really intense, like vellus hair, we call it versus terminal hair. Um, if they have like a furry forehead or anything like that, you, or, you know, um, someone who would traditionally like, um, was it Eastern European or something like that? You know, someone who would traditionally have very fine hair on a lot of their body that has nothing to do, in my experience, with their pubic hair situation. Like what I would think is coming in and is going to be, you know, a project, especially for a first timer, is absolute cake, super fine hair, like easy hair pattern, bop, bop, bum, bum. We're talking the whole time. She's probably playing like candy crush on her phone, no problem or if someone else is coming in and, you know, I try to do a body scan through their clothes, I don't have x-ray vision and I think it's gonna be super duper easy. It's an absolute project. Like when I say project, I just mean not a beginner's wax. So complicated hair patterns, um, you know, like pronounced ligaments, like an end part of your thigh, uh, just things that from an anatomical point of view, a waxer really needs to pay attention to and could even double the time of the wax. So there's like no that's probably the most fascinating part of waxing to me is you literally don't know until we're in the thick of it and we're doing this.
2: Yeah. Which I actually think is kind of cool to hear because I think a lot of people, they're afraid to go. And I know for me, especially, I was afraid to go in because I didn't know if they were going to look at me like,
0: oh my no. God.
2: No, I, can't I literally, if there. there's one thing that I can say, we are in this
0: profession and for simply the reason of wanting, I mean, a good waxer anyway, like the very first thing is ensuring your comfort level and everything is normal. Everything is normal. I cannot stress that enough. And if I see you in public, I literally promise you, I have no idea what your vagina looks like. I just, I don't, Like it's not something that I, I'll remember. Like how the you know what your boyfriend did that pissed you off last week or you know like what you and your mom you know where you went on vacation and da 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 but like that's what I'm more focused on and when I'm like working on hair patterns it's just I'm almost on autopilot if that makes sense I don't actually like routine anything like that
2: yeah you don't go to bed at night and just see like a carousel of
0: No, if anything, I'm thinking about my branding and my marketing and why I didn't get that Black Friday promotion out yet. Like
2: that's what I'm thinking about. (laughs) That's awesome. I love that. So I know that there's different types of wax and I know there's a lot of at-home kits. I know there's a difference between those and going to a salon. I know that the few times that I've waxed various things, it's been, um, I prefer, I don't actually know what it's called, but I think it's the the harder wax, it kind of turns mm-hmm. back, circle, and peels off, it doesn't hurt as bad. Can you explain a little bit, what are the differences and if someone is looking to wax for the first time, whether it's an eyebrow, an arm, anything, what are the different types of things that they should consider? Whether they're going into a salon or doing something over the counter, what should they care sure. for? So home wax kits, oh,
0: um, I mean, proceed with caution, man. If you were to do a wax at home, maybe your leg, I mean, you are in a, t- this coming from a professional waxer, I started waxing myself two years ago maybe. And that was after I had been waxing for a few years. So my hair, I was already starting with, you know, the ideal canvas. Mm -hmm. And the first time I waxed myself, it took me nowhere to lie, a full bottle of wine, an hour and a half. And I think I put on the Kardashians or something to really distract myself from what I was actually doing. It was a total mess. Like I had wax everywhere. And this is someone who waxes like on a regular basis. It's just not like... I don't recommend it in well, that area
2: differences it's not even just like the advantage of going to a hair salon versus dyeing your hair at home for quality purposes but it's mm. kind of a, a sadistic difference um, 100%. It's easier to let someone else inflict pain on me than for me to know okay I'm doing this to myself plus when you go professionally there's all kinds of aloes and scrubs and all that kind of thing. And, and if
0: you want to talk about ingrown hairs, if you're trying to wax yourself at home to prevent ingrown hairs, girl, you're going to like literally give yourself more ingrown hairs because I can almost guarantee you the technique, just because the angle itself is extremely difficult to achieve that angle that, that you know, degree that you need to extract the hair from the follicle, but you're just going to tear the hair kind of like a improper tweeze, you know, and you're going to cause more problems for yourself than actual results and then you have the issue of the lifting and the bruising and the trauma and like it's just i've heard it all i really don't recommend it
2: i am um, far too afraid to <laughs> ever try a home wax and i ha- there's so many horror stories and even um, mm-hmm. scenes from different tv shows uh, like friends where it's all true it's all a hundred percent true and i I had a friend who tried to do a home waxing kit and the wax actually got stuck and kind of tangled up and she had to go to the doctor and have them not surgically remove it but you know medically professional yeah.
0: so the reason why it got stuck is because she didn't put a proper lip on the, like it just it makes sense to me why it got stuck mm-hmm. it didn't actually get stuck you just lost your your pull tag to be able to get that rip and i don't care if you're Hercules or not, you're not going into the thick of that nest with that wax and like pulling it straight up. Like that's just... And
2: beyond the physical pain of that, the emotional pain of uh, walking into a medical professional's office and saying, um, hi, I have a bunch of wax stuck on my vagina. Can you please do something about this? I... I don't, I'd probably sit at home just debating whether or not I could just make that a part of my life. Cause I wouldn't want to go tell someone that that's what I needed their help with.
0: The humility. Yeah. Is there, and you don't want to walk around with that in your underwear and like think, just waiting. Oh, it'll grow out like until I can get scissors under there. No, like it's just.
2: So one other thing that I know we don't often think about, and especially as we are getting older is the relationship between hair and skincare. And I think for a lot of us, we abandon skincare because we're cheap where we don't think about it and you know we just buy something over the counter and wash our face and that's good. But there's actually a lot of long term health benefits to really investing in skincare it's not just for celebrities to look prettier it's to take care of our skin so that we can have healthy skin longer. So if you were gonna share a few tips for someone who hasn't really thought about this, what are some ways we can be more successful in thinking about really taking care of ourselves, our skincare?
0: Your integumentary system is the largest organ of your body. Mm -hmm. So I think we often forget that. And I think we put an average of, I think it was like 11 products on ourselves, like every time we get out of the shower, which is insane. Just because we can't see it from the inside, um, you know, we really need to be more conscious of what we're absorbing into our bloodstream. You know, I could go on and on. But a couple tips I could say do not be afraid to reach out and ask for help. There are so many people in my field that will give free consultations just to educate public because there's so much misleading information out there i mean this is america you know we're a capitalist industry for better or for worse so really going for any um, dermatologist endorsed product line it there's it's just there's money it's all Based on money, like even Cetaphil, CeraVe, like oh, there's a ton of drugstore lines out there where people are like, "Oh, you know, I'm endorsing this." Do you really think that dermatologist is going home and putting that shit on their skin? I'm gonna let you know right now, no, they're not. Okay? That's what it's I say. Just yeah. the dermatologist. Yeah,
2: Jennifer Aniston is not using Avéno Oh, with Aveeno? Like, don't get me started.
0: I so, don't. Yeah, and I—that's the message that I want to get out there. Like you don't have to spend a ton of money you really don't but there are people out there who are more conscious of skincare ingredients than others and dermatologists are great for disease and disorder like i have if i had something on my face you know or you came in with something on your face that's not within my scope of practice to give you any type of diagnosis however believe it or not dermatologists are not versed in ingredients they're versed in things like steroids and terpenes that you know, are more from like a diagnostic, like medicinal point of view that are not long-term options. So everyone has a seat on the bus and the things that they're good at and the things that are, they're not. So circling back, what I would say for advice is instead of trying to self-diagnose yourself, find someone that you know I can trust that can really lead you through. And a good esthetician, honestly, will educate you enough to... The point where it's not that you're not going to need them anymore, but that you'll feel confident in making your own decisions when you're out there and also being able to um, regurgitate that information to others.
2: Right. And I think the other thing to think about in terms of trust in dollars, like the beauty industry is one of the highest marked up industries in the world. It's, I mean, almost over 70% markup on average. which is crazy when you think about, you know, you're paying 70% more for some kind of beauty product than what you actually need and working with an esthetician, they're not going to try to be upselling you on product because that's not where they're making their money. They're making their money through reputation and word of mouth and referral. So it is in their best interest to make sure that you actually are getting what you need and are happy and healthy. Whereas if you're buying something over the counter, it's in their best interest that you just keep buying products and keep having to get more of it. So that's, it's definitely a benefit to having a professional who can look at you, who can give you personal advice and you know, not all skin products are created equal as well. Not even
0: close. And not even the one, like you would be blown away if I told you some skincare brands that will cost $200 for a serum. It's literally just, they had some bomb marketing right from the get-go and they priced themselves at that point. There are some ingredients, you know, that cost more than others and the stabilizers and things like that. But um, yeah, there's I really hope. no home care products that should be costing you, you know that much money a lot of it has to do with packaging and it's you know like very, I said
2: it's very interesting I am a huge shark tank fan that's one of my I love shark tank. Me too. and what I find interesting is that pretty much anytime someone comes on the show and is launching a new skincare line beauty line they do not get an investment because the sharks will say all the money needs to go towards branding Mm -hmm. And to your point earlier, like if you're not a celebrity, if you don't already have that brand, I mean, that's pretty much all beauty products are are branding. And even if it's an amazing product, you might not have the right skin for that product. And if you don't know, if you have oily skin, dry skin, combination skin, if you don't know how to interpret that, Uh you could actually be spending more money to make your face or body worse.
0: Yes. I mean, just another line of advice, like you, acneic clients, clients that break out. um, There's the majority of the time clients are breaking out because their skin is overstressed from using too many products aimed towards an acne client. Uh, So there really is very rarely one line that fits all. So for example, you know, XYZ products, acne line, the percentage of Americans with acne who actually would benefit from that full acne line, minuscule. they would actually benefit from one or two of those acne you know focused products but that cleanser using that cleanser every single day is probably stripping the crap out of their skin you know and just making it worse it's really it's really interesting and that's why I say truly find a professional that you know like and trust that isn't just trying to take your money and it will change your life and save you so hours and hours of research which really is just going to put you in a married around
2: (laughs) absolutely well Nicole thank you so much for sharing your expertise and if you are listening and you're in the Connecticut area go check her out it's i wax that in Niantic Connecticut and she also sells skincare and products online and so you can go to the website we'll drop a link for that if you want to go check it out um, but thank you so much for sharing your tips and your expertise. Yeah. And I would love to hear from any of you who are listening. Do you remove body hair? What are your preferences? <laughs> uh, what kind of fun stories do you have? I'd love to hear your thoughts. You can email us at embrace the ish at gmail.com or hang out with us online at successfulish.com or Facebook, Instagram at embrace the ish.
1: Success and failure, none of opposite ends. Curveball hits, gotta know where to bend. The attitude will affect destination. And if you determine when you're gonna make it. Live between successes makes life rich. Live in every moment, successful ish. Live between successes makes life rich. Live in every moment, successful ish. Hey, another day, another task, think fast with a whole nother mission complete. I'm successful ish. Pick up the weight, press on, and act on the visions I see. I'm successful Sit back and bask in the glory of all the goals I achieve. Successful Lose a stack, get it back, reinvest, hope, wait, I roll up my sleeve. Hey, successful Another day, another task, think fast with a whole nother mission complete. Successfulish, Pick up the weight, press on, and act on the visions I see I'm successful Sit back and bask in the glory of all the goals I achieve Successful-ish Lose a stack, get it back, reinvest, hope, wait, then I roll up my sleeve hey. I just wait on my arms, need both flex In this race, but behind me, most steps Had to sort the learning curve, hope I don't crash Hit your nerves when reserves got low cash When I fail, realize that it won't last You made it through in the past, just look back Successful-ish, you can see how the contrast Failures and wins use the past, and I bounce back You can never win if you never go and do it Figure is a hard road, rarely ever cruising Embracing all my wins with a handful of losing Expect the drought season when the plans going fluent I can never really fail, us all how you view it It's all a lesson, just depends how you use it Get all the data and keep it all exclusive Never ending journey and the growth is therapeutic My identity is not in what you see, I am the better me Mistakes others make, I see, Happy teaching me And compare to others is an insult to tragedy We were made unique, gotta use gift collectively Broke down my goals and a few look soulsome Can't take them back cause you already spoke them Easily regressive, you don't stay focused Focus, live between I said it mo Successfully, another, another, Successful I- another day, another task. Think fast, with a whole nother mission complete. successfulish pick up the weight, press on, and act on the visions I see. Successfully, sit back and bask in the glory of all the goals I achieve. ish. Who's a stack, get it back, reinvest, hope, with then I roll up my sleeve Successfully, another day, another task. Think fast, with a whole nother mission complete. successfulish pick up the weight, press on, and act on the visions I see. successfulish sit back and bask in the glory of all the goals I achieve. Successfully, Who's a stack, get it back. Reinvest hope weight that I roll up my sleeve